uh, there and uh, uh, listening to the broadcast this morning. And we're so honored and, and thankful and grateful for your presence uh, around the world. Amen. So this morning, we want to invite your attention. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Isaiah in the beginning. Isaiah chapter number 6. We'd like to invite your attention to the book of Isaiah chapter number 6. Isaiah chapter number 6. And we're going to uh, begin the text there. Amen. We're just uh, honored and we're thankful that God is allowing us to hear from heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you once again for allowing us to come and be in fellowship. Now, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that you just hide me behind the cross. We pray, Father God, you allow me to decrease and that you would increase. And, Father God, we thank you for your blessed Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will teach us and he will reveal to us the things that we need to know. And we thank you for it right now. We bind every demonic every evil spirit. We cast out every demonic spirit. We cast them out. Satan, you're not welcome. We invoke your presence. We command you to leave this place in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus against you right now. You have no authority. You have no power. And so, therefore, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we're going to carry out your mission, your will. And this we ask in your son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. Isaiah chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 1. Our subject this morning is called the silent killer. And we to use a title for the message that the Lord has given us this morning. It's called the silent killer. It's amazing what God will reveal to us in, in the word. And he also wants us to know and understand uh, what um, God is saying to us this morning. Isaiah chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading verse number 1. Verse number 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah says, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. You know, they talked about open the eyes of, uh, of my heart, Lord. And I thought about that song, uh, this text, as we were at that point, we were thinking about uh, the scripture as we were singing the song. And he says, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Isaiah chapter 6, verse number 1. When you look at the text, the first thing we want to note that it was in a year. There was something significant here enough for Isaiah to remember and he talks about it. it was in the year of King Uzziah now the uh, the word Uzziah here in the Hebrew it means it means the strength of Jah the strength of Jah now Jah means everlasting so he's talking about in the year that King Uzziah means the strength of the everlasting or the everlasting strength he says that he saw the Lord high and lifted up but it was only after he dies. He said, uh, in that year that King Uzziah died, uh, in the year of um, everlasting strength, something happens here. Something happens in the text. And he's able to see the Lord high and lifted up. So I began to ask God, I said, God, what is it? You, you said Uzziah means everlasting strength, but something dies. So what is it wherein something dies? So God leads me to, to learn about uh, the spirit of Uzziah. So let's go to Second Chronicles 
chapter number 26. Second Chronicles chapter number 26. And we'll see what's going on with the, this everlasting strength. How it ends up dying. Uh, because there was a silent killer that we all connect with. That in the end we're going to see what this silent killer is. So in Isaiah, I mean Second Chronicles chapter number 26. Looking at verse number 1. Verse number 1 says, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah who was 16 years old, and he made him king in the womb of his father, Amaziah. Now, understanding, we're talking about that everlasting strength, something kills that everlasting strength. Once that thing that is dead, that killed the everlasting strength that Isaiah talks about, then he's able to see the Lord high and lifted up. In other words, that was a blockage. That was something that had penetrated. So therefore, something had to die. So we've got to see exactly what's going on and what happens to that everlasting strength that dies or what causes that everlasting strength to die. Now, verse number 4 in Second Chronicles chapter number 26 says, and verse 4 says, And he, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father did. So in the beginning, he does what's right, according to the teaching he had received from his father. His father, too, had that everlasting strength. So now let's look at verse number 5. It says, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Zechariah, that means remembrance. As long as he remembered God, he sought God. Now watch what happens here when he does not seek God. Now it says in verse 5, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah. As long as he remembered, he sought God. Now he says, who had understanding and visions of God, and as long as he did what? As he sought the Lord, God made him to do what? Prosper. As long as he sought God, he was prospering. The moment we stop seeking God, that's the moment we stop prospering. See, he, the Bible says he had that everlasting strength. Because, see, he was connected. And as long as we are connected, then we will prosper. Now, let's, let's go on and see what he says also. He says he, he prospered as long as he sought the Lord. Now, let's drop down to verse number 8. Let's see some of the uh, um, obstacles that will cause us to lose focus and keep us from seeking God. Now, verse 8 in uh Second Chronicles chapter number 26. Verse 8 says, And the Amorites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering end of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Well, the first thing that, that, that comes up uh, that hindered him seeking God was uh, riches and fame. Now, he received gifts. Now, he received gifts from the Amorites. Now, in order to understand uh, the word uh, Amorites, you have to look at the word Ammon. Ammon there, it means uh, towers, or it means uh, uh, high towers. But it also points to the fact that as long as uh, uh, he could see uh, the tower, as long as he could see the enemy coming from a distance, he was able to see God. See, whenever we have a, 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 in that high place with God, whenever we're seeking God and we're walking in the will of God, we can see the enemy from a distance. 
But when we take our eyesight off of God, then we can't see the enemy from a distance. And that's how the enemy shows up on our watch. Has anybody had the enemy to show up on their watch and you wonder how he got there? Uh, well, in other words, what has happened was we came, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We came down from the tower, that were, the place where we're able to watch for the enemy from a distance. You see, if you can see him coming from a distance, then you can gain ground. You'll know what to do. You, you'll know what's going on. But, but so, so often, we will come down off the tower, that high place where God have us, and sometimes it takes those things of the world that allow us to come down. But see, it's okay to have them as long as you keep on seeking God. Because, see, when you seek God, God says that's how he prospered. God prospered him as long as he kept watching God. Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter number 30. We also want to look at the latter part of 8 for it says, For he strengthened himself exceedingly. When we begin to strengthen our own selves and not allow God to strengthen us, that's when we run into the problem. That's when that silent killer shows up on our watch. So let's look at Proverbs chapter number 30. Proverbs chapter number 30. Proverbs chapter number 30. Talking about these riches and his fame. He when, when they began to bless him, when he got blessed, he, 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 got, he, he began to strengthen himself. You always want the strength of God. You don't want the strength of yourself. Self will mess you up. Amen. So let's look at Proverbs chapter number 30 and looking at verse number 7. Who better to teach you than David? Now, verse number 7 says, uh, it says, Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Now, verse 8 says, Remove far from me vanity and what else? Woo, y'all said that mighty faint. <laughs> he says, Remove from me uh, the uh, vanity and what? Lies. Because he talks about two things now. Two things he wanted removed from him. He said, One was vanity, that's being, being vanity, is being empty, empty headed, huh. uh, and, and lies. And then he says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. And verse number 9 says, Lest I be full and do what? And deny thee. See, when, when we're in operating poverty, you can deny God. When you're overwhelmed with riches, you'll deny God. So he's asking God, he said, oh, God, remove the lies from me. Because see, sometimes when we, when, when we operate in the spirit of poverty or riches, we will tell a lie. I, I heard one person say true. Amen. Rest of us, you know, we won't acknowledge truth. Amen. You know, you know how it is sometimes you get in a tight place. Okay, let me let me let me bring it home to you. Let, let me bring it home to you. You know when you owe a debt and they keep calling and calling and, and you got that caller ID. Amen. And you're able to, to look and see what number it is. And you're gonna ask that phone, what you doing? You tell them people you're not home, but you really are at home, right? So what you doing? You tell a lie, right? So, so, so we got to we got to bring it on close to us, amen. Because sometimes we, we we like to not uh, reveal our true trueness. It's okay to be real, amen. I, I watch it all the time. See who it is. Y'all do the same thing. Come on, be real, amen. Uh, Y'all holy holy sanctified folk, amen. That won't tell the truth. Didn't he just got through saying remove two things he wanted? One was to remove the lies from me. So we we want to have that removed from us. But he says, at least I'll be full. In other words, you get more than enough. You, you get riches. He says, at least I'll be full and deny thee and say, 
Who is the Lord? And then he goes on to say, says, at least I'll be poor and steal. Because, see, when you operate in poverty, sometimes you're steal. Yeah, you steal in more than one way. Then he said, and take the name of my God in vain. Now, listen, before we go to the book of Deuteronomy, because that's the next place we want to go. Before we go to Deuteronomy, as I continue to read, I saw something. And I said, well, Lord, I'm not sure if I want to go ahead and share that or not. But, uh, but God says, you need to go ahead because, see, sometimes people don't understand what's going on in the household. I want us to look at verse number 11. I don't have it up, but I want us to read verse. We're going to read verse 11 through 13. What, well, 14? Because I want to show, you, show us something. Holy Spirit revealed this. Now, verse 11 says, there is a generation. Are y'all there? There is a generation. There is a generation that does what? Curses their who? Curses their father. Amen. And do and not do what? Is that generation? Is that generation here now? See, we think that we think we think that it's just because right now our children stop uh, 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 obeying us or cursing their fathers, but that's not so. It's already been written. It's already been prophesied. It's already been told that we're gonna have children that will curse their father, and then that we will also have those those children that will not bless the mother. So that's the generation that we're in now. So when we think there's something new on the scene, no, it ain't nothing new. It's already in the book. That, it's, that, that generation is here. Then it says there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes. You can't tell them a thing. So there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their what? Filterness. That's a generation there too. Then it says in verse 13, he says, There's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. They're prideful. That's a generation there. Verse 14 says, There's a generation whose teeth are as swords. I mean, they can use some words. And their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth, and they need it from among men. So if we think we're dealing with some generations, and this is new on the scene, no. God says, this is already here. I've, all we had to do is find it in the book. It's, it was already written. This is a generation of disobeying children. It, it's already been prophesied. It's already been written. Amen? All right. Now, we're talking about, we're going to get sidetracked. We're talking about the silent killer. The silent killer. Amen? Talking about silent killer. Now, let's go because we're talking about riches. Uh, That's one of the things that, that got him from uh, seeking the Lord. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Because uh, as long as he sought the Lord, uh, he, 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 he prospered. But then he began to uh, choose uh, things for himself to strengthen himself. And, and, and uh, he came down off that watchtower so he couldn't see the enemy. And so he got blinded by fame and riches. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, beginning at verse number 12. All right, because we're talking about the silent killer. Things that will kill the, the everlasting strength of God in us. Amen. I say us because I include me. Amen. So it's, it's what, those things that will kill uh, uh, the, uh, the everlasting strength of God within us. But then there's one key word we're going to see what's happening here also. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 12. It says, List, list when thou have eaten and art full, 
and have built goodly houses and dwell therein. And when thy herds and their flocks do what? Multiply. In other words, whatever your livelihood is, whatever brings you the things that you need, when it begins to multiply, he said, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Verse 14 says, then, uh, then thine heart be what? Lifted up. That's why whenever God blesses us, we got to keep our eyes on God. Because if you don't keep your eyes on God, all of a sudden the things that we have acquired, or the things, for, and, and even down to being puffed up in knowledge, yeah, that also is coming to a play as well. So we need to make sure we keep our eyes on God and understand it is God that's doing all these things, okay? Because even the scripture will tell us that. He says, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of bondage. See, sometimes when, when we have things in the way and we lose sight of who God is and what God has done in our life, what happens is we forget at one point we were in bondage. We think that we have always have arrived. We think we've always been at the point, no, the devil is alive. That's why sometimes that's, it's good for us to remember where we come from. So you won't go back there. Because if we don't remember where we came from, then we'll think we did all this. No, we didn't do all this. You know, it, it was God. See, we got to remember that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, uh, from the land of Egypt, from the house of where? Bondage. We've got to remember when we were in bondage. We've got to remember that. Because, see, as God blesses, what happens, it ends up where we get caught up and we get messed up. Now, uh, verse number 14 says, Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth. Remember, God has brought us forth from that place of bondage, from that place of limitation. God is doing some stuff around the house that will blow your mind, as long as you seek God. Because as long as you're seeking, you're going to prosper, according to the word. Now, let's look at verse 17, just in case somebody somewhere thinks that everything they have acquired, uh, whether it be knowledge, whether it be wisdom, whether it be materialistic things, whether you're growing in the spirit, before we think that it's all of our doings, let's see what verse 17 says in Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Now, verse 17 says, And thou say, in whose heart? In thine heart. Nobody else's heart now, because just... This is a personal, God does personally, okay? And it says, and thou say in thine heart, my what? My power and the might of what? My hands have gotten me this weapon, stinking life. Because see, sometimes when that spirit of pride, thank you Holy Spirit, see that's the silent killer. That spirit of pride, when we begin to look at that spirit of pride, pride will tell us that we got all this by ourselves. No, no. God says, we will say that in our hearts when we didn't got lifted up, when we've gotten high-minded and we can't tell, or no one can tell us anything. God says, then we begin to say this, that my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this way. No, no. Watch what God says. Verse 18. But thou shalt do what? Remember. Remember Zechariah? Remember there in Hebrew? It means to remember he had to remember where he got all that stuff from. When we forget God and forget what God has done for us and all the things that we are surrounded with, when we forget who has given us those things, God said we're looking for a downfall. That that's where that silent killer, pride, is operating. 
God says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is who? It is he. Talking about God. For he is, it is he that giveth the power to do what? Get well. So if God will remove his hand, if God will retract his hand, all those things that we have, they will begin to diminish. When we forget that it's God that has done these things, and we begin to operate in the I syndrome, I did this, I didn't know you, 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 you just, you messing up. That's pride talking. That is pride speaking. So he says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the power to get wealth, that he may establish his what? His covenant. His covenant, his promise that he has already promised to us, which he swear unto their fathers as it is this day. See, it's, it's, it's a covenant. God has made a covenant with mankind to bless mankind. But we've got to remember that it's God. Amen. Now let's go back to, to, to Second Chronicles. Let's go back to Second Chronicles and let's look a, a little bit more about how we how we can lose that everlasting strength. How we will lose everlasting strength. Because sometimes we fail to see the real enemy. See, the real enemy, because see, when we stand on that watchtower and we're looking for the enemy out there, uh, God says, the real enemy is right here. <laughs> the real enemy is self. Sometimes we're busy on the watchtower. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're so busy on the watchtower looking for the enemy out there and fail to realize that the enemy is right here on the inside. So he said, when we fail to watch this enemy on the, on the inside of us, it will take us down every time. Now, Second Chronicles chapter number 26. Remember now, he builds these, these towers. He, he, he builds them in the desert. He, he, he builds them everywhere. He, he's, he has so much. He has ascertained so much. Now, let's drop down in Second Chronicles chapter number 26. And I want to look at verse number 15. Because, see, we're no greater than the people that, that's around us. Now, verse 15 says, and talking about Isaiah, when he was in that everlasting strength, and he had, the, the spirit of pride had killed the everlasting strength, he says in verse 15, And he made in Jerusalem, which is peace, uh, um, engines invented by what kind of men? Cunning men. In other words, he had gifted people all around him. See, right now we've got gifted people all around us. Sometimes we've got people sitting in, 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 in the midst of the congregation that has gifts, that are sitting on a gift that will not use their gifts. But then we have people that will use their gifts. So what he had done was God had positioned him not only with wealth, not only with riches, materialistic things. And before that, God gave him, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Before all those things came, God gave him good counsel. He, he gave him Zachariah. You see, without good counsel, we'll mess up what's coming for us. So whoever God's got coming down the tube for us, if we don't have that good counsel, we will mess it up when we get it. That's what he did. He messed up the good counsel, so pride was able to come in. So he has these cunning men. They, they were able to make inventions. I mean, I like God. They were, and, and he talked about how these, they had engines. And, and I'm like, wow, God, we haven't really made anything. We always talk about we've created this and things have already been made and man has invented this. Long time ago, these people had already done these things. We just happened to uh, be able to uh, do better with the technology of it. Now, then it goes down to verse number 16. Let's watch what happens here when we begin to operate in that silent killer called pride. Now, verse 16 says, 
but when he was what? Strong. Remember that it talks about in the other verse that how he had strengthened himself in verse number eight. He talked about when he has strengthened himself exceedingly. Now, verse 16 talks about, but when he was strong, strong in what? Strong in that pride. But when he was strong, his heart was what? Lifted up to what? To whose destruction? Not everybody else's destruction around him, but to his destruction. When he got lifted up in pride, then that silent killer, because see, pride is a spirit. It's, 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 a, it's a killer. And you'll never know it's really there because, see, sometimes, you know, we can get pat on the back so many to so often and we tell everybody how wonderful we're doing and how, uh, how, how God has blessed us spiritually. Sometimes we forget that that wisdom comes from above. And we, we, we'll get caught up and think it's us, you know. So when he got lifted up, he said, but when he was strong, strong in pride, his heart was lifted up to his own destruction. His heart was lifted up. He, what he did was he misused his power. He misused his anointing. So therefore, what he did was he got lifted up. And the next thing you know, that word destruction there, it means he, he got lifted up in, 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 in misery too. He got lifted up in misery. He was full of misery. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up in his destruction. And he transgressed. Whenever we allow pride to operate, we begin operating sin. He says, he transgressed against who? The first person he transgressed was against who? The Lord. He didn't, he didn't transgress against his brother first. He transgressed against the Lord. See, when we get lifted up in pride, see, then God can't tell us anything. So what happens, he, he sinned against the Lord. He said, he transgressed against the Lord, his God, and watch what he did. And he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Now, what he did was, he misused his power. He went someplace he wasn't supposed to be. He got out of order. He got, he got out of order. You know, look, look what the word says. When he got lifted up in pride, and it was to his own destruction, so he goes into the temple. Now, he, Revelation talks about we are kings and priests. At this time in the scripture, he was just a king. He had not yet fulfilled that priestly or that priesthood. Because in a little bit, you'll see what happened because he was out of position. You'll know when somebody's out of position. You'll know when we're out of position. I know when I'm out, when I'm out of position. Amen. But Dr. Mellon quickly tell me, like, wait a minute, girl, stay in your life. He won't say it. Sister Morris let smile. He'll say, stay in your lane, right? He'll say it in a heartbeat. He'll say, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And many times I have gotten out of the lane. Amen. I ain't the only one that's got out of the lane, right? Some the rest of us got out of the lane too, if we can be honest. Even in our own household, sometimes we will get out of the lane. We get in the wrong lane, right? We'll try to take on what belongs to somebody else's role. And we got to learn to stay in our lane. Amen. So he got out of his lane. He, he goes in there, and here he is getting ready to do something that he was not ordained to do. What no ordained to do. Now, verse 17 says, And uh, Azariah, the priest, uh, went in after him. As the priest goes in after him, and with him four scores, I mean, 80 priests of the Lord that were about men. In other words, when people can see us out of order and going in the wrong direction, God will send somebody to us. It's up to us whether or not we were here. Because, see, what they tried to do is try to stop what was going about to happen to him because he was going in the wrong direction. 
Has anybody ever went in the wrong direction and got his head tore off? I, I missed him ever just waving his hand back. I love that. He honesty, honesty, honesty. What did he say? The, the beginning of it, you know, you got to have that uh, honesty. You got, we got to be honest with ourselves. The first person we like to deny is honesty. We're, we're thinking, well, somebody's going to look at me differently. So what? Be honest. Amen. You can't keep that mess on the inside. You can't keep it on the inside. So the, the priest, they go in after him because they knew what was going to happen to him. Because, see, he had the, silent, the silent killer called Pride had already entered into his life. He wouldn't hear Zechariah because the word of God says that he had to remember the Lord. Zechariah means to remember. He failed to remember the teachings of what he had been taught. So he began to go about do things his way. And when he went about to do things his way, and the more prideful uh, 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 the body of Christ or people come, the more prideful we become, the worse we become. Have you ever seen somebody as arrogant? I mean arrogant, arrogant, arrogant. I mean arrogant, arrogant, arrogant. I mean, you can't tell them nothing. I mean, and what you, the only thing you do is you just step away. God, have at it. In other words, God says, sometimes I will remove, remove the filter and let you deal with me one-on-one. -on -one. Because, see, that's when God begins to chastise us. Because sometimes we, we, we won't hear God the first time. Remember the last time we, we spoke, we talked about that, that purification. We talked about that furnace and how he turned that thing up seven times more. You know, see, so when God, when we won't hear God the first time or the first few times, God says, I've got to turn some more stuff up. I've got to turn the heat up. I got to turn the fire up that much more because we got what? We got dross on us. In other words, we got to get that mess off us called sin. Amen. So God said, I've got to melt some stuff down. Now, look what else happens here. He, he goes in, but here are these priests there trying to talk to him to tell him, no, you can't do what you're doing. You're out of order. Now, verse 18 says, and they withstood Isaiah, which means uh, uh, everlasting strength because see he, he it had died then because Isaiah talks about he can only see God when that died when that spirit of pride dies in us then we can really see God high and lifted up go back to the song open the eyes of my heart Lord <laughs> you know open the eyes of my heart and let me see me you know see to see me not everybody else but see me so he says and they withstood him uh, the, the king and he said unto him it appertaineth not unto thee. In other words, that word that appertaineth, that word means they belong. This don't belong to you. You you are you are in the wrong lane. This does not belong to you. You're in the wrong lane. He says, to burn incense unto the Lord. But to the priest, it was designated. But to the priest, the sons of Aaron that are consecrated. Aaron that means teaching that are consecrated. See, there are some duties that you have to be consecrated for. You know, we've all been anointed, but whenever God gives you your assignment and he has called you to that position, he consecrates you. So he consecrates us. So we do not want to get outside of that consecration because once we do, we're asking for trouble. So they let him know this has been a sign. Listen, hey, I can't, thank you, Holy Spirit, I can't blow no horn and I can't blow no flute. So ain't no need for me to go up there and think that I can and start trying to blow something. Well, we're going to have a what? A hot mess. That means I'm out of my lane. Can I make it more plain than that? I, I can rejoice. I can promote because you know what? It adds something to the body. It, it enhances the body. I'm not a lead singer. 
I'm a follower. I don't have a problem being a follower. Uh, it's okay because most time I'm off key more than my own key. So I definitely do not want to put myself out there in the forefront and singing off key. And everybody looked at me and I wonder what's my wife. Well, she's singing off key. Now, why would I make myself look stupid by jumping in somebody else's lane that I can't handle? I'm a good follower. I, I, I'm a leader in the, in the position that God has designated me to do. Now, if you want a teacher, one of the scripture, I can handle that. If you want to know about some money, financing, I can handle that. I can help you there. But to get in somebody else's lane and try to flute, no, no, I can't do that like that. Or blow that horn, no. I can't even hit the drums. So why, why should I get there? I'm out of my lane. I'm, I, I can't lead. I'm not a lead singer. And it's okay because you know what? You, a leader do need a backup. So I'm just important as the leader. Amen. So I'm just as poor as the whole one, too. See, see, that's what we miss it. That's what we miss it. We miss it. So, so what happened here, he says, he, 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 this is not the place you're supposed to be. You're not consecrated for that. So we've got to learn how to stay in our lane and let God continue to kill that silent killer called pride. Silent killer called pride. Amen. Now, let's, let, let's go on a little bit further. And he says, he tells him now, he says, Go out of the sanctuary. He releases him. He, he, because of what he done. He said, for thou hast trespassed, neither should it be for thine honor from the Lord. In other words, God said, I'm not going to honor you in that. Because you're out of position. You're out of lane. Now, watch verse 19 when God deals with this. So it says, then Uzziah, he was what? Walk. Walk means he got angry. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry, well, with who he was angry with. What's that next word there? Verse number 19. It says, Then Isaiah was walked many angry. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was walked many angry with the who? Angry with the priests. See, as, as we are, are, are kings and priests, we don't need to be angry at one another. Because that, that, that brings destruction upon us. So, he, he got angry with the priest because they was trying to hinder him from what God was about to put on him. Sometimes when we don't listen, God's going to say, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do what I need to do. Maybe, maybe that way you'll listen. So, so he says him, he, he gets angry because they try to tell him. And there was a priest that was trying to tell him, it's just like your brother and sister in Christ. When we, I've always said, you see me going the wrong way, please tell me. Because I don't want to go down the road and there's a bridge and I end up falling off. When I could, somebody could have helped me dif differently. He says, then Isaiah was angry. He had a censure in his hand he, to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priest, what happened to him? The leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. Now listen. When we fail to listen or fail to hear, God will, God will let the, the, uh, those of, around us see what he's doing to us. God, look what happens here. He, he got struck down with leprosy. I mean, and, and when you had, in those days, when you had leprosy, you know, you got put outside the camp. I mean, you couldn't be a part of anything. And uh, why? All because of the silent killer called pride. Because of pride. It, it, it says at that point when he got angry with the priest, leprosy rose up in his forehead right before the priest in the house of the Lord and besides the altar. 
and uh, let's drop down. They say verse number 20. So, and, Zariah, and Azariah, the chief priest and all the priests, they looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from this. In the middle of the, they put him out of the sanctuary. And then verse 21 says, And Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death. And he dwelt in several houses, being a what? A leper. In other words, he was an outcast. All because of the silent killer called pride. Now, do, do we want to be prideful? Huh. Do we want to be prideful? We want to be prideful. We, we can't see God. Go back to Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah chapter number six, and, and we're we're finishing up. We're finishing up. Isaiah chapter number six. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter number six. When we're talking about that silent killer. Isaiah chapter number six. Remember now, Isaiah says he could not see the Lord. He couldn't even he couldn't even see the glory. You know, uh, he couldn't even see the Lord sitting on the throne. You know, and how he was lifted high. He was high and lifted up. And how his twain, if that twain, that means his glory. He couldn't see none of that. And the reason why is because the spirit called pride of that silent killer had to die first. Because see, until that dies, we can't see God. Now, and not only can we not see God, but watch what happens in verse number, number, number five. It's not so much not seeing God with, with that spirit called pride. But verse number five says in Isaiah chapter number six, he says, then said I, what's the next word? Woe is me. That word woe, that means grief. Then said I, woe or grief is me, for I am what? Undone. In other words, we can't see how wretched we are as long as that spirit of pride keep operating. But when the spirit of pride dies, that silent killer, then we can see that we need Jesus. We can see that we need one another. You know, he says, I'm, I'm undone. He said, because I'm a man of what? Unclean. He began to see himself. He didn't see himself uh, that he had it all going on. He saw what a wretched man that he was. That, that's what, when pride dies, that silent kill, is, is, is just like they say about blood pressure. It says blood pressure is a silent killer. You'll never know, and after a while you didn't have a stroke, and you wonder what, if you don't tend to yourself, because next thing you know, you're dead. Or you have, you, you have a stroke and you're paralyzed. It's called a silent killer. Pride is the same way. It is a silent killer. Pride never lets us see the wrong in us. But pride will let us see the wrong in everybody else. See, see God says we got to kill that, 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 that silent killer that is keeping us from seeing who God is and all of his glory. And then seeing the wretched man that we are. We are nothing but filthy rags, according to the word of God. You know, we're nothing but filthy rags, is what the book says. You know, was it not for the righteousness of God, we all would be nothing. It's by the righteousness of God we are who we are. You know, think about how great Paul was. He wrote 13 epistles, but yet he said, I'm a, I'm a chief devil. He acknowledged that it took the righteousness of God to make him who he is. So here Isaiah, he says, I've got to come to the understanding, not only am I undone, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people with unclean lips. In other words, some folk I hang out with ain't no good. That's what he was saying. He had to acknowledge his wrong. He, until he saw the Lord lifted up the silent killer pride dead within him, he couldn't even see how wretched he was. 
But then when, when he was able to remove the veil from his eyes, then he was able to see himself. He said, I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. He said, for mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. In other words, he, have, he could not have seen God until all this had taken place. But then you know what? When the question was asked, who will go for me? Who shall we send? What did he say then? When he acknowledged who he, who he was not, he says, Lord, send me. See, whenever we acknowledge who we are and our shortcomings, God said, hey, I can use you now. Because, see, that's when God can, God, the Bible says, he don't take those, those, those people that, that has intelligent, that all the great minds. No, God said, I've got to take somebody that's the base people. In other words, those are low people. Those people that know it's because of the power of God that I am what I am. That's what Paul says. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. We all are what we are by the grace of God. Now God says, listen, now that we've acknowledged who you are or who we are, he said, now, he said, well, who can I send? I need to send somebody. I need some messengers. You know what? God says, I need, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said, I need some volunteers. <laughs> he said, I need some volunteers that will be willing to go for me. Because, see, there's a message that has to be sent, that has to be sent out to the, to the world. If Christians do not stand up, say it again, if Christians do not stand up, then they're going to take it over the whole world. And what we seek is going to be what we're going to get. God needs messengers. But he's got to have messengers that can recognize who they are, where they come from, kill that spirit of pride. And so whomever you encounter, if they have not arrived to where you are, and, and all, it's, it's God to get us all to where we are, then we can't look down on anybody. We got to acknowledge, okay, God, I was once that way too. I'm just, a, as they say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And I have been saved by grace. And the thing is, God says, check us out, ourselves out, do inventory. See if there's the, the silent killer called pride. See whether or not he's been killed in us. And then he said, I can see you. I can use you then. When we get to the point where we recognize that we are what we are by the grace of God. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. I, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that the word was beneficial for you. And I thank and praise God, understanding and knowing that that spirit called pride is a silent killer. It's a silent killer. It doesn't speak loud. It's silent. You don't even know it's there. And that's the scary part. When we don't even know it's there. And it's operating. And you know, and when we're, when we're dead, when the God in us is, is dead, 